PFS underscore PhD show for today, the 29th of October. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. And today, we raise our coffee mugs too. Greg Ehrenberg, congrats, dude, during the live sweat. Uh, uh, actually, I don't know the other guy's name. Was breaking his balls a little bit about it because uh, Eric Gordon looked like he was maybe going to overtake him. And asked him, you know, what would be his 30 for 30 or if you saw a um, story, Neil, Orf Neil Orfield's story. Uh, about when he won the, won the million. And uh, so his his story about how he won the 100K yesterday in basketball. I swapped more Cavs players when I saw Donovan Mitchell was out. And then I ate a burger and kept writing articles. If you recognize the name, he is the director of content at Stochastic. So presumably has to fill in whenever anybody is absent or just, I mean, obviously likes doing that anyway. So congrats to Greg. I love to see whatever somebody who's in the content game takes it down. I remember my money took it down a couple months ago. Um, so, all right. Now on to today's Sunday Night Football Slate. This is the showdown show for today. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, we have so many subscribers now. I appreciate you guys. Remember to like, comment, uh, anything that boosts us in the algorithm, whatever platform you're most comfortable doing that on. I appreciate it. Um, I'm trying to improve the uh, experience for our audio listeners as well, but my mic cut out five minutes into the first take, so we had to redo the video. Um, so I'm working on it. I've got... I am aware that I've done nothing for the audio people. But anyway, so for today's slate, I don't have anything planned for the audio people. But I will tell you, I've made some weird changes. My weird changes, as always, are based on uh, snap counts and expected like uh, roles in the game. Also, at the end of the day, I do a rank ordering check. Do I make sure everybody's in roughly the order I expect them to score points? So I set Keenan Allen by a point expectation based on his, his snap counts and routes and stuff. And then I set Justin Herbert based on, I don't think he's going to outscore Keenan Allen. I think it's coin flip. So, you know, do with that what you will. That's not really math. I understand that's not math. Second place is, I think Austin Eckler is overrated. I don't, I still think, even though it killed me last week and kills me from time to time, it, people do not recognize the role he plays in this offense. He is, you know, what, 66-32, going to have the lead two to one over Joshua Kelly, who's, I guess, obviously the third down back in this circumstance. But, you know, there's a number of game scripts where you definitely do not get to Austin Eckler um, in optimal. And there's an, uh, and you can just work out points per hundred snaps have not been great for him. Again, I don't think this is Austin Eckler's fault. I'm never criticizing the players here. You've heard me multiple times talk about, I, I don't understand the misuse of Austin Eckler. Why would you run this tiny, tiny man between the tackles? He is tiny. Go outside. He fast. He's fast. He's great like that. You have two change of pace backs. Do it. I mean, do without what you will. You should have, if you wanted another guy, you should have gotten another guy. Neither one of these guys is that guy. And when you misuse it back, it irks me. But anyway, given the continued misuse of Austin Eckler, I think his upside or his like average projection should only be 15 today. And I upped Kelly from 4.7 to 5.5. Couldn't do much because it's 2 1 split. But generally speaking, I just don't see, I can't have a back that's, that's in this much of a split be projected as the number one play of the slate, which is where we had Eckler at pretty much before tied right up there. So here's what Sabersim had Keenan Eck Allen, then Eckler, then Herbert. Um, no, not for me. Um, my rank ordering of the top guys is Herbert and Allen coin flip. And then one of the bears backs, I think one of the bears backs is going to get the work. Obviously I built in a rule. I don't think both Roshan Johnson and Deonta Foreman smash, but I do think, it's way more likely that, than the field thinks that one of them smashes. So I'm doing max one Chicago running backs, and it's Roshan, it's Deontay. Now, 
I don't know how to pronounce anybody's names. I apologize. I am not an announcer. I am working on it, but I'm going to have to hear it in a game or you guys tell me in the comments if I pronounce somebody's, mispronounce somebody's name. Now, besides these top-end guys and their projections, other places I, I think are wrong. Gerald Everett is projected from his season average points per down, not his um, expected opportunity with Mike Williams out, right? So with Mike Williams out, I think you have to project Gerald Everett higher than his season average again, even though I will admit he got there with touchdown variants for us, even though I may, I, I did, I did make a pretty eloquent argument that the touchdown variants should be in his favor. Now this isn't based on touchdown variants. This is based on expected usage in the offense. So we no longer have the touchdown variants in our favor. We're no longer docking Donald Parham Jr., who is a perfectly capable, actually, he's out there like half the snaps. Let me double check this. We might need to be buffing Parham significantly this week. Okay? Every week's different. Ah, 40% of the snaps. So he didn't get that many snaps, but you can't expect him to score just 11 points. He's like on the season. And I mean, obviously, I don't want to do it for the season because that's going to include his touchdown and it'll be a ridiculous points per 100 snap, I assume. let's. Just, I'll, I'll just show you that so you're clear what I'm doing with Parham. Yeah, okay. So 18.6, I guess, including the touchdown. So times 30 snaps, what is that guess? 0.3 times 18.6. If we do season averages with Parham, 5.58. I think that's much higher than they have him at. Yeah. So I'm a little bit higher on Parham than, than uh, Saberson is. Not a big deal. Just a slight reordering of him and, well, that's the Bears defense and Josh Kelly. So that's, you know, after I do these weird snap count things, I always go back and make sure, is my rank ordering the real preference I have for these people? Because that's the other thing. Besides inputting to the machine, take the set of Sims with this average. I'm also saying, I think this is the rough rank ordering of the player's averages of the subset of the overall Sims game Sims we're taking. I think that these guys should score in this order. The thing I would definitely, if I were you be questioning and trying to figure out what's going on is what's this rank ordering of Johnson and Foreman above Eckler. That's just a usage thing. I, whoever gets it in that offense, I think they're going to do more running. I think the, Chargers offense is going to do more passing and more mixed use of the backs. I just don't love the situation for those. So I do slightly prefer, although am I really talking myself into just saying it's a coin flip among all three? Yeah. I'm going to make it a coin flip among all three. I don't really have a preference among any of the running backs. I do think, I mean, the whichever the running backs is the number one for Chicago and Eckler. I, I don't think anybody knows whoever tells you that today. If they get it right, congrats, but they were flipping a coin trying to look good. Uh, both of those guys have a claim to it. Both of those guys are fine. Um, so then we got Joshua Palmer, who is correctly projected based on his, like the, he actually, you know, he saw some good upside during the week that Mike Williams is out. So they projected him correctly. They But because he didn't do well, Quentin Johnson is projected too low. Now, granted, he's still a terrible, terrible play on the slate. He's way, way, way too expensive. But to get different, could he catch a touchdown? Is he going to be out there infinity snaps? Yes, he's going to be out there infinity snaps if you go to a custom since Mike Williams has been out, so six and seven at least. How many snaps are we going to see out there for our friend Quentin Johnson? I'm just pointing out that he's clearly the wide receiver three. It's not a contest. It's Palmer. It's Allen out there. It's the one and two or one A and one B, honestly. Hmm. They had equal snaps and equal points in the games that Mike Williams has been out. Well, that's interesting. Let's do they have equal ownerships and equal expected values. No, I'm projecting... Keenan Allen for 17 and Palmer for 13. That's wrong. And I'm projecting Keenan Allen for slightly more ownership at a slightly higher price. That's wrong. Okay. Now, having seen this, number one, I don't have any reason for Palmer and uh, Keenan Allen's projections to be different. They should be the exact same. So I don't know who it's going to be between them, but 
it could be either of them. It could be both of them. I mean, they're both out there. I don't think they both. So here's the tough thing. I don't think they both re reach their max together. I'm not sure. And I can definitely imagine game scripts where they do. So I don't think I build in a rule in that circumstance. I just let Saberson try to sort it out. I, I, so, okay. Now I've made a significant change. I should, I should cap it. So how much do I believe in Joshua Palmer? A reasonable amount. What do I think? 50-50 him and Keenan Allen? Sure. Yeah. 50-50 chance either one of them goes off tonight. Uh, and I should reflect that in the captain. I'm not even sure I have Palmer in the pool. If so, I'll have to rebuild. You'll understand. Yep. Didn't have Palmer in the pool because I, I thought the old projection was fine and he was a bit overpriced, but he's not. He's not overpriced for his current role in this offense. He's under projected. So we're definitely on Palmer tonight off Allen, if anything, they're because they're going to be equivalent plays and look at the ownership. Ownership is 15% for Keenan Allen and captain, 8% Joshua um, Palmer and captain. Now, do I mean, long-term, do I know which one of them is a better wide receiver? Yeah, probably Keenan Allen. But you're going to put, as a result of that, you're going to design defenses where you put the better defenses. Like, you're targeting Keenan Allen to stop him. Maybe you don't need to target Clinton Johnson. And so, yeah, that's a fair point. You might be able to cover both of the guys. But, and, and as a result, I think it's possible they both break through together. I'm not going to un... I can't, I can't figure out exactly what to do with that situation. What are we doing at captain? By the way, this is a sample 150. I'm definitely not playing 150, but I know a lot of you guys are. So I just want to show you all of the crazy and kooky things I would do with 150 so that you can copy them, whatever you want, do with them, decide if you think they're good or bad, right? That's the main thing. So whether you do it or don't do it, make sure you consider it. That's the point of this show. Welcome to the considerate show. Have you considered it? Darnell Mooney. That's the other guy who is being underprojected and I need to put in the captain. Um, but, um, let's see. Yes. So I have done some projecting to Darnell's. Okay. See you soon, bud. All right. So we have, um, a lot of Darnell Mooney, obviously, whenever you break your optimizer, you have to fix your optimizer. I don't want that much Darnell Mooney. But so Mooney, we have the same situation with him that we do um, with the Chargers and uh, their wide receiver situation. Obviously, everybody remembers those really, really good games at the beginning of the year for DJ Moore. But those with a different quarterback. We don't have that quarterback anymore. This is a worse quarterback. And so what you should think of is, is there any difference between these guys now now that we don't have a quarterback that can get the ball to you how are things going well about the same dj moore darnell mooney are close to toss-ups close to toss-up amount of snaps so i have them at close to toss-up amount of points it's not as toss-up amount of points as, as palmer and and uh keenan allen but what do i have them at let me rank rank order this by points mooney 12.5 more 13.5 mm, i can i can justify going a little higher i uh, on more, I had that being lower based on just the points projection. Sorry, the sun layer is killing me. Got to fix this. Blind me or something. Oh gosh. Okay, well, hopefully it's not too dark in here now. But eesh, that was really kill my eyes. Okay, a lot of dead air for you audio people. I'm always trying to improve the show. <laughs> okay, uh, so yeah, obviously you get to a lot of Keenan Allen, you get to a lot of Josh Palmer. Probably every lineup has one or the other of them. Is my guess. Um, Probably, I mean, some of them are going to have both of them because let's add up our amount of captain. I like that. That's a fair amount of, yeah. So on the, on the captain front, I will say I have allowed Herbert 
Um, you know, I've, I've taken an anti-quarterback stand in the past and I've paid for it. So not doing that anymore. I'm getting different in other ways by, by the way, what are my settings? Max one Chicago running back and just missed the warp stoops. You guys know this is a 23 geometric mean ownership max. So it means that when I'm working in this gray area of salary, so I'm allowing up to 49.6 and I'm allowing down to 37.5 just so I can, I have a lot of Robert Tunyon lineups because Robert Tunyon, I think could catch a touchdown. So I'm weighing that. He hasn't caught a touchdown yet. He has five catches in like seven weeks or something. Obviously he could go for zero, but we have a, a non-skilled quarterback. I mean, I'm sorry. We have a not top tier quarterback who is doing great. I mean, like that's exactly the circumstance I'm trying to reference. I'm not trying to cast aspersions. You can see, is he my highest owned captain here? Yeah, I think my highest owned captain is the guy I'm, I'm talking down about. Tyson Batchin, almost definitely. He looked great last week. I mean, like forgiving his... uh shall we say, the, the way he speaks in the locker room as kind of pretentious for him. I think that's fine. He, he should be feeling his oats and being happy with himself. And as a result of that, I think he's going to be smart this week. I think he's going to have watched a lot of his film and going to have seen a lot of wide open tight ends in situation where he could have advanced the ball. Because like, what else did he have to improve, right? I mean, like just making a couple more completions here or there. So I think he's going to get a couple more completions to his tight ends. I think he's going to be smarter in those situations. Plus, I think the Chargers will be able to maybe stop the run in the red zone sometimes. And so when you get to those third and fourth down opportunities in the red zone, you know the play. We all know the play. Watch the Sims. Watch the Madden Sims. If you don't watch the Madden Sims, you're missing out on the play. Because everybody it happens every for 10% of the time in the red zone, on the goal line. They line up in the eye. Everybody knows it's going to be the, the running back, right? 15% chance it's vultured by the up man. But the other 15% chance is a stupid bootleg. It's a bad play, but, you know, it's third down. You're going to run it on fourth down, whatever the case. You run this stupid bootleg with, like, the tight end. The good tight end goes to the quarter of the end zone with the good tight end route. And then the bad tight end drags to the flat, right? So, anyway, that's the play. If that play happens today, I call it the exact play. But, anyway, so that's why I have so much Robert Tunyon. I have capped it. Do not play more than 10x the field on Robert Tunyon. This is just my gut combined with he's literally min price, I think. He's literally min price and he's going to be out there a ton of snaps. It doesn't even matter if he falls in the end zone. If he falls into like two catches, he could be optimal to him. And he's going to fall into the ball. He's like 20 snaps a game for sure. I mean, obviously, target percent, touch percent, not going well. But I think Bajan has something to learn there. And that's why I think there will be a slight amount of improvement there. But also, let me make sure I am not infinity percent. Uh, make sure I have a cap set on Tunyon over here. 25%, 2.5x the field. Okay, the field's a little bit on Tunyon in flex, 9%. That's reasonably sharp for the field. Um, I guess people punt. Yeah, they're trying to fill salary, and so they just have 200 left probably for a lot of those guys. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure I get different from them in my head. I also haven't undone the defenses. That's a mistake. Don't do that unless they're over 20%. Leave them to, to kind of be there in flex because... In this game where everybody's kind of like, this is a pretty high total for Chargers, they're a good way to get different to play one of the defenses. They're a little under-owned for their optimal percent. Uh, yeah, and I, I goose Donald Parham Jr. And, uh, and Josh Kelly, but that's not going to matter because of their prices. You get to them in a smattering if you get there at all. I mean, they could they could get there. Both of those guys, touchdown magnets, they will be used in the red zone. So who knows? I, your guess is as good as mine. That's why it's a fun slate. That's why, I mean, I'm not going to play 150, but... We'll get a few. We'll get a few there. Uh, it depends how we do on the main slate, right, guys? As always, and if they pay it out in time before the big competition locks, if they don't, I just could play a few of them because I don't really want to put in more money. But if they give me my thousands of dollars or whatever from the main slate, 
eh, I feel like throwing in a couple hundred dollars more, which by the way, I should, re I should recognize changing the allocation that you have for a slate based on your recent winnings is one of the signs of problem gambling. So please call 1-800-GAMBLER and don't listen to the thing I just said. Make sure your allocation is a consistent percentage of your overall bankroll. And when you win a lot, you don't behave differently like I just described. Don't get caught up in the moment. Every time you do that, speaking to myself, every time you do that, me and the thing, just like with everything, you know, is you're good enough, you're strong enough. Don't do that. Stop doing that. Stop thinking about doing that. Don't do that tonight. Play the amount you were thinking of playing. In which case, it's going to be a smattering. This isn't that, it's just not that much edge on this slate right now. Like it's coin flips, right? Like, is it going to be Foreman or Roshan? I don't know. So I guess my stands, I'll play one of my stand lineups. So probably like, I think Gerald Everett's one of my stands. Uh, he's still getting way under projected. And what's one of my other... I had a pretty, yeah, my Tunyon stand. So I'll probably play those two crazy lineups, whatever the best version of that crazy captain. You know, I like a crazy captain because if he catches a touchdown, everybody starts looking for you at the top because you're probably optimal. I mean, now let me see if that's true. Not for Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett has to do more. He has to legit put up numbers. Also, he's questionable. So keep an eye out. I mean, like, I don't think that's real. Tight ends get hurt a lot and need to mispractice. Just, I mean, like, I'm a big guy. I understand how it goes. You got to take a day off every now and again. But um, if he's out, Parm, dude, don't don't mess around. Don't mess around at all. Parm's way too cheap. And like, take this number, seventeen point two five or whatever. I'm sorry, in flex, it's like one two thirds that I can't do that in my head. Uh, Twelve or whatever it is. Actually, yeah, if it's eleven point five for Everett, you up it a little bit for Parm. He's a more skilled tight end, so I would up him to yeah twelve at least. Parm becomes one of the better plays. On, well, actually, I think with 12, he's still not that good value-wise. Yeah, 3X. I mean, he's still not better than maybe Mooney, but one of the better plays on the slate for sure. Oh, yeah, speaking of, Tyler Scott also in play down here. He's getting a bunch of snaps. All right, before I go to it, it's fun to guess. Tyler Scott, how many snaps do you think he's getting as the wide receiver three for Chicago? I thought 20%. It's a little more than that, if I remember correctly. 60%. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a little more than that, 60%, right? So I mean, like three times, what? Even after looking at this, I, you know, I, anyway, so I think uh, he's getting a ton more snaps than anybody recognizes this Tyler Scott fella and eventually is going to catch a pass, right? I mean, like he has the worst points per hundred snaps of any of these guys who have played close to a hundred snaps. So I think he's going to regress to 15 to 20 points per snap. And if you go 20 points per snap at 0.4 per game, you get eight points. And I don't, I didn't project him for eight points because that's a lot. I projected him for six. So, you know, I'm, I'm meeting myself halfway with my ridiculous projection, but he's out there and uh, I like the eight better. I like the eight. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the eight. I think, I think that's a fun way to get different on this slate is getting, uh, is recognizing that these low price pieces um, are going to be in the game a lot for Chicago. Look at that. That snap percentage, 60% of the snaps is nuts. Now, I mean, I've watched Chicago play guys. I mean, and but also, if if you, one of your optimizers is using historical percentages, I don't think Bajent team is going to be the exact same team that Fields teams were. And I think, I mean, obviously you can't do that on the fly. Last week when he gets hurt, or two weeks ago, and you can't do it last week, one week of practice, you can't change the whole system. But I think when they're putting in plays, they're not plays for Justin Fields anymore, guys. These are plays for Tyson Bajent. And I think that's more passing plays. I think that's more check down tight end plays. Uh, I think it's probably different packages too. So who knows what the actual percentages will be today. I'm so sorry if I told you guys not to play Vellis Jones Jr. Cause he's a terrible play at his ownership, which he is. And he smashes. Cause 
I've, I've watched enough of Madden to know he can smash. They're going to run some stupid jet sweep to Velas Jones Jr. or something. They've liked that play for a number of years now, long enough for that exact play to be in Madden. And yeah, it, it could happen. I recognize and don't at me if that one happens. I'm not playing that one. So at me if the fun things I predict happen. Don't at me if the things I think should. So he's accurate. He's actually a little high at 1.44 if you do his his projected actual points. So I do 15 for all of the wide receivers because I think their average over the weeks should be that. Um, and then 15 times his expected snaps. So you get 0.08 times 1.5, which actually is very, very close to 1.44. So that's pretty close to right. It's just that he's 7.4% owned. And when I'm going to a play that's like that, I want it to be, nope, I've got no defense. I've got no defense for him being out of the field because I was going to like reference, what was it, Tunyon, but he's 9%. Yeah, Bellis Jones Jr. is completely defensible value down there at 200 as well. I'm, it's not good. It's very thin. He's not going to be on the field almost at all. But you just heard me talking about like, what if it happens? So I should probably be thinking about what if it happens. I'm going to add him to the pool. This is why I say, again, don't look, if these sample lineups pop up, that's just because Sabersim keeps popping them up. I'm not trying to show you guys real lineups. That's not the point of this. The point of this is to show you the projection changes, to, to say like the weird things I'm doing for this slate, unless I say otherwise, check the Discord, check. that's And by the way, if you haven't heard yet, get in the Discord. It's in the, should be in the YouTube uh, description and on my Twitter, but just DM me. I'm happy to give you a link. It's not a paid thing or anything. You just sit in there. So you can get late news if you don't have another guy to give you late news. Dudes are putting it in there. It's not like I'm actually doing a service there. It's just a lot of people talking. So you'll hear the news fast. Um, if I hear the news, I do pop it out there, but it's not like I'm a newsman, not, not watching the news. I got, I got the underdog updates just like you guys do. I, I'm, I'll tell you the big ones, whenever underdog pops me a notification, but that's the best I got for you. And that might be the best I got for the show. Did I mention all the crazy things I did with the projections? Yeah, I did. Oh, I guess I could mention like, who's my highest and lowest leverage plays. Sure. Mooney, Palmer, Tanya. It's all the guys I changed the projections on and it will be for you too. Uh, yeah, and I'm lowest on the kickers. That's fine. Lowest on the kickers, Austin Eckler, Chargers. Parham, I will not be lowest on, as you heard, if if we have any limitations for Everett at all, but I'm not expecting. I think that's a tight end questionable, which is not really questionable. That's He just needed a little break, guys. The block in all the game, every game, give him a break. But yeah, this is fine. These are my these are definitely my highest owned. Um, if I were to go to them, maybe I play a Bajant too. I can't believe we have so few. 5% Bajant is a is massive mistake. Like he's easy 12% to be optimal. So when you have two and a half times the field optimal percentage, I might have to put one in there too. So I'm more on Bajant than I am on Everett for captain. And then I think it's Tunyon because 0.5%, 0.6% does not take into account his chance of catching a pass, catching two passes and being optimal, right? I think it's way higher than that. And I mean, if he is the optimal captain, you still have to leave money on the table. This, by the way, this is only a showdown thing. I make showdown and classic videos. So if you're watching the, the classic videos, you might get confused in the showdown videos. They're different games. The max salary here is the raw, this salary restriction where you leave money on the table and where you add the geometric mean of dupes. That's only, 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 only for showdowns. Do not do that on a main slate. Unclick the aggregator setting for the main slate. I mean, that aggregator setting. You can add another one if you want. Some of these group rules are the same between slates. But, I mean, and the scoring is the same. So the projections you could, could use, not this one, obviously. But anyway, that's why I just want to say your settings need to be different between classic and um, uh, showdown. And, and also, like, even for showdown, 
if you're doing single entry, this is big entry, big fields. That's all I play is the big GPPs because that's where you win money. Like that's the highest possible uh, ROI. That's always what I've been drawn to here. But if you're doing a single entry, you shouldn't be building the same lineups. And I mean, I will be putting my best lineups in single entry, but that's only for classic. Classic, that kind of makes sense. You don't really need a super different strategy. I mean, people do, but I play risky, right? And so for play, paying all of these GPPs, whether it's the $5, the $12 single entry or the $20, they're all the same strategy. These are hundreds of thousands of people you're playing against or tens of thousands of people. It's not a significantly different whatever. I mean, obviously I, I have a 150 pool and a 20 pool. So I understand it's a slightly different player pool, which I've got to get to right now. But it's an hour and a half to lock of football. So, okay, let me say um, you're good enough. You're strong enough. And gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. Uh, and tonight, I didn't look it up. It's probably $100,000 at least, though, hopefully. Otherwise, uh, whatever it could be. But might as well be, yes, 